This is uncharted uh, territory here. Mm-hmm. Playing a song that has not been approved. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> I feel like I'm the Donald Sterling of music. Why is it not? Yes, nodding. Good. Oh, wait. Uh, hold up, hold up, hold up. You, you, you didn't play it from the beginning. I, I what is this, the radio edit? <laughs> there we go. There we go. Uh, hello, um, all you crazy cats and kittens out there at Podpush Line. Welcome back to Text for Quark I'm your host, Sean Ness. Joining me as always, Eric Wheelman Wheeler. Hey. As no. always. Or as, as per should be usual, but uh, yeah, mm. you're not mm. old. As know. per. Once in a while, you have to be cut. The verbal agreement. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, indeed. Uh, also joining us in the studio is uh, Mr. and Mrs. Quist. Welcome. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Um, and I should say that it was uh, Ariel who was on the vocals for, for that track. Right? Yeah. <laughs> well done. <laughs> that we made... You made beautiful music that, together. That Aww. we made literally this afternoon. Yep. <laughs> yep. I like it. It's the lady episode, y'all. Yeah. Sam, get up on here. <laughs> Sam's chilling. She's on the couch. <laughs> It definitely sounds like one of those like uh, '80s mall songs, like yep. uh, Tiffany that's, that's, or. Uh, that's exactly right. right. Yeah, you, that's you, what you we were know, going they for. They nailed it. Yeah, <laughs> Sean, he's a genre master. Wait, genre master. What are you trying to reference? Master of genres? I don't know. God, I thought it was some weird '80s French thing. Genre master. Frère Jacques is about as much as I know. That's not French. All right, it's Canadian. Swiss. Yeah. Is that true? No. I, think, I think Swiss people speak French. <laughs> they speak French and uh, Nazi gold. Oh Jesus Christ! They're two languages. Yeah. The oh man, that's sorry. Alt right gold. <laughs> exactly. Oh. Thank you, sir. Least, Rebranding uh, the, the proper nomenclature. Nope. Yeah. My apologies. So I think we're here to talk about Transformers. Is that what oh, we're doing? God. The last night. I'm not sure I even remember it. I we I don't remember it at all. No one should remember. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's why a, it is incredibly a, forgettable. Blur would, of spinning silver. I would yes. love for Ariel to recap Transformers last night for us. <laughs> oh no. Um. Uh. I could tell you that in the theater there were a couple of children with us. Mm. And um, with you, or not together? with us, and even they gathered up some neighbor- neighborhood children. Like and... halfway through, they just like started wandering around the theater, yeah, kind of oh, rolling bro, on the yeah. ground. So how old this are we movie, talking here? Uh, I don't know, like eight maybe. Right. So we yeah. open in the Middle Ages. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's right. It's the best part of the movie. There's the Middle. It is the this, best part. This, in retrospect, yes. <laughs> There's it drunk is. Stanley Tucci yeah. begging, oh. you know, begging a monster, a metal yeah, monster, to come save the human race. Uh, there's a, I believe there's a metal dragon that rains down hellfire mm-hmm. upon the Normans. It's like Game of Thrones. Uh, sure, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah that's exactly. It, it's it much just... better than any Game of Thrones episode I've ever seen. Oh, because oh. you've never he, seen an episode. Seen I, have. Have. I have. Oh, have. oh seen this was compelling stuff. Next to none. Uh, I like whenever the people go flying. It reminds me of, like the stormtroopers in the Force Awakens, where they're oh. on like a trampoline. They go whoa! whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> it's like so exaggerated. Yeah, it's like something out of Mr. Bean with yeah, like the Heimlich scream. What's, what's then, that? The... Wilhelm scream. Wilhelm thing. Like, <laughs> 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 
And then we cut to 2017, the age of Cogman. Oh, Jesus. Uh, Mark Wahlberg's there. For a while, it seems like the movie's about that Latina girl. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. And then we, and then Mark Wahlberg shows up and literally shoves her off screen. <laughs> and it becomes he's, a Mark Wahlberg like sex comedy for a while. He's known yeah. for upstaging. He's, uh, yeah. you know, a bit of a screen hog. He's he's a wild hog. <laughs> he's he's rocking the Tom Cruise MI2 hair. Mm. Yeah. Not long, long-ish. Yeah. Mm. Not quite touching the shoulders. Mm-hmm. Someone was pointing scruffy. out- this is like the Michael Bay hair. He's basically uh, modeling his hair exactly. Yeah, so he's like a sense. perfect stand-in. Uh, the thing I remember is the bad Bay comedy whenever they run into the English lady's house. Mark Wahlberg and the, the British yeah. lady. Yeah. They go upstairs and the old ladies think they're fucking. Oh, yeah. But then there's no payoff. Totally. Right. It just yep. cuts to like a Ferrari. <laughs> It's just like, ooh, they're like banging stuff around and then cut to like a Ferrari slamming into a police cruiser. Yeah. And you're like, oh, I guess that scene's over. It's uh, <laughs> and then visual punnery. And then it's not, though. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not even. <laughs> and then, uh, Darren, would you like to recollect the Cogman moment on the submarine, if you remember? Oh, this God. isn't the highlight of the if, film to me. If oh, we God. can even, no, this isn't the first instance of Cogman, though. No, no, no. no. Cogman's is, been what, introduced. Well, in, introduce Cogman to the listeners. So Cogman oh, is a human-sized transformer. He's fucking. Oh, C-3PO. he's smaller than that, don't you think? <laughs> yeah, he kind of is. He's like a, yeah, yeah. a shorty. He's like a Muggsy Bogues type. Yeah. <laughs> maybe that's the height that people were when he was first made, because he's like super old. So maybe he's like. He's you like human size from like the his Middle Ages. British, well, that's British that's accent. another that's another disturbing aspect. Is like there are transformers throughout history. So yeah. They saved the British Empire. They won World War II. But when slavery was happening in, mm. in America, they were like, "This is fine. Uh, <laughs> we'll sit this out. Speak out about this. We need to talk <laughs> about this. You guys. We will allow slavery for 250 years here. We're not going to step in. I just want to say that's a little upsetting." <laughs> or you know, like that in the Transformers uh, didn't, see you know, it. Hotel Rwanda. Where were the Transformers then? I mean, the Civil War did get won. Like they stepped I, in I just, a little mm. late. Though. Would it have killed them like, to have a five-second clip of you know Stonewall Jackson? I know they would have been on the Confederate side. <laughs> <laughs> the Transformers. <laughs> you know, it's like a like a a mule pulling a transformer who then suddenly has Gatling guns. <laughs> this is how it worked, Sean. Anyway. <laughs> Anyway, where is the young Cogman? Cogman. Yeah, okay. So he's like, yeah, he's like C-3PO. The only appealing thing about C-3PO is that he's gay. He's a gay robot. That's his only winning quality. So take that away, mm-hmm. and you have Cogman. Yeah. So all the worst aspects yeah, of yeah. C-3PO. Yeah, an annoying Wait, protocol it, droid. What's a, what's a gay robot? C-3PO. Like If you look it up in the definition, there's literally a picture of Have you ever C-3PO. seen like an old movie with a gay butler? Yeah, well, that's C-3PO. We were just My. watching. We were just watching some Hitchcock movie, and they were like, there was like a, shut the a fuck dude. up, Sean. <laughs> uh, Strangers on a train. Yeah, and there was yeah. a dude that was like seemed like he was gay uh, for that time. That's the, what's his name? The actor in that Robert. Mm, uh, Forster. But wait, I want to get back to gay robots because how would you know a robot was gay? I mean, the way he acts, but like, how does a robot the, the actually The personality is based out? on the stereotypical gay okay. yeah, human So there's we're, no such thing God, as like robots has having the right sex <laughs> with robots. No, no. C-3PO is a gay human stereotype. Yeah. Got it. Okay. 
Is that that's like can it like that's a thing? Yeah. Well, yeah. When you're programming a robot, you have to give it you know assign it a personality, mm. and you know humans aren't that creative, so we're just going to grab personalities that we know. Plus, like you know when you're writing a story, there's only like twelve different archetypes to draw from. So. To be fair, hold on. R two D two is definitely gay too. What? But he's gay. In, he's gay like in like a feral child sort of way. Oh, it would well, be like can right? Have you have you seen Road Warrior or Nell? Oh yeah, Nell. I just rewatched that. He's like Nell if Nell was gay. Hey, in the wind. <laughs> Which is also similar to Pootie Tang. Sadate. <laughs> Oh, wow. What, what do you a, mean? Uh, what do you mean hyperdrive, R2? Sadate. <laughs> <laughs> that should be the uh, the new connected universe. The uh, Pootie Tang. Did and you hear now, about the Jabba movie? The Jabba movie? The, I mean, there's no way this is real. But the rumor oh, over I the weekend that. was that they were going to do a solo Jabba the Hutt movie. Mm. This the same day that Steve Bannon got fired. <laughs> <laughs> there are no oh, coincidences. This news star. comes out. Right. <laughs> Well, the funniest thing I saw was someone said, congrats to the one person excited for this. And it was a photo of Diego Luna pumping his fist. <laughs> You're familiar with the Let Me Touch Jabba? No, not Okay, at all. so Diego Luna, one of the stars of Rogue One, no. uh, had this bizarre YouTube multiple rants edited <laughs> together where he talks about how he's obsessed with Jabba. He wants to touch the skin. He thinks he just is so fascinating of a character. Does it still exist? Isn't it digital? Yeah, no, you can look it up. <laughs> and people are like, who's your favorite character? He's like, ah. Jabba. <laughs> I must discover the mysteries of Yabba. So anyway, he loves Yabba the Hutt. Yeah, I guess. I mean, it, well, it's just going to be... He's just a big, fat slug that says ho, ho, ho. Yeah, but it's, I mean, it's an excuse for a gangster movie. That was kind of like what we were asking for, the, or the, the, what they were promising from the Star Wars movies. Was what I think... The, all the little, you know, genre pictures. So this is their excuse to give us the fucking... The gangster appeal, stuff, and then we'll... I understand what you're saying. <laughs> to me, the appeal of Star Wars, at least the original, is that they took all these genres mm -hmm. and mashed it into yeah, yeah. one movie. Totally. Okay, that's what was unique about it. Yeah. If you just make a gangster movie in space, it's not that interesting. Um, what if you, they're like trying to distinguish? They're trying to say like this is the this is the gangster film. This is the space. sexy slug. This is the <laughs> no like well, this still, this is our this is the gangster part of it. This is the that's what they're uh, the, doing. The, the, yeah. You know, yeah. I think that's not bad. Like distilling it and then like making <clears throat> it unique and then showing how that all can come together. Well, but it's just have you the, seen it's, Rogue One? Yeah, <laughs> it's it's, it's the, just a it's I, just a marketing thing yeah, at that point. It's the yeah, it's just yeah. not for me. <laughs> Are you gonna watch it anyway though? Of course. Job of the Hutt? Yeah. 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 It is for you. If you put Star no. Wars on the marquee, I'm going to buy a ticket. That's, oh, I mean, the other the other news was the U, the uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi movie, which they oh, confirmed right. they're making. Mm -hmm. So I hope in my heart they recast Ewan McGregor, and then I can skip it <laughs> with a clear conscience. Because if he's not in it, there's no reason at all to watch it. Really? I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm going to show up to that. Why? I, mean, um, I don't. I don't know really at this point. No, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's like Pavlovian. It's compulsion. Yeah, yeah. it is. Uh, Just fight it. It's. Um, be I mean, because I only see like one or two movies a year, it yeah. is. Uh, You're the demographic <laughs> for, for sure. Exactly. Yeah, it takes a lot to get me out there. But I did see they dropped the uh, the movie pass down to ten dollars. So it's. But AMC is fighting out. that. AMC is fighting yeah, that. AMC uh, saying no, no, no. If we don't like this, I don't see why they would care. Like they don't get the money from the ticket sales really. Anyways, they make all their money on popcorn and drinks. 
So the ten dollar thing. All I'm telling you is they are officially fighting it yeah, legally. No, it doesn't. What's the is the ten dollar thing the one that's connected to like you have to go to Netflix or like somebody's trying to like have a streaming service that allows you to pay a certain amount of money for every month? Did you guys hear about? Is that the same thing? Uh, no, this this is it's it's kind of connected. So I'm not sure if you're confused or if that's something you guys you just heard, about heard about. Mm. Do you know about but, this? But uh, the the one of the guys from Netflix went over to MoviePass, which was a company that was charging like forty to fifty dollars a month to see basically any as many movies as you want a movie yeah. a day. Yeah. But uh, now just because the Netflix guy came over, he convinced him that ten dollars is this magic number that will increase or you know pay, people will basically be paying and not showing up to the movie theater so they'll just oh, make free money ten dollars a month you pay and you can see any movie you want yeah and uh, yeah. a movie a day for you know as many days what's as fascinating you can. though is basically like the StubHub model because yeah. they're like a third party operator yeah so they buy the tickets and then basically resell them to you mm. and the theaters say we don't like this like i think i guess it's legal i think right now they can't Fight it, but oh, they really don't want people using it. Oh, that's it. even more ridiculous. Like, oh, if yeah. the theater's still getting full price because they're they are they are. So as far as I know, yeah. I mean, uh, the the movie pass is basically just gambling that enough people will pay I mean, and not show yeah, up. Yeah, movie right? pass is the one losing money. Yeah, but AMC has come out forcefully multiple times against this. It's and I know people from Twitter.com are like, I've had horrible experiences. I buy the ticket, I show up, and like they don't honor it. <laughs> so it's it's been in legal limbo for years at this point. It's crazy. Mm. Although, yeah, I guess the the idea of like scalping movie tickets is is kind of a weird sort of. I think the area. way they do it is within the legal realm. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm sure it's quasi legal, but it's still. But I, they sort I, of drag their feet and they make it as miserable. And well, the movie industry frowns upon anything that makes it more accessible for their fucking customers. They've dragged their feet on fucking everything for the last twenty years. No wonder they're fucking failing. So anyway, back to Cogman. Cogman, yeah, right. Cogman. So Cogman, we, we, we also haven't uh, mentioned Cogman's foil, Anthony Hopkins, the great sure. Anthony Hopkins. Anthony the lesser. <laughs> um, Went in the presence of Cogman. Yes, of course. Yeah, He's uh, basically the R2 to his C-3PO. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so th- there's and two boy, things. And boy, do they have some fun times together. Sparks flew. Yeah. Ooh. So two things I want you to mention. Oh, and and also uh, Cogman, when said by Anthony Hopkins, is Cogman. Yeah, I say Cogman, <laughs> yeah. but yeah. I know I know Cogman. the canon is Cogman. Cogman. Yeah. Now, Darn, could you describe for us the iconic uh, submarine sequence with Cogman? Okay, so I, again, just like all of us, I barely remember any yeah. of this. There's two submarines, both alike in dignity. <laughs> oh um, yeah, one, oh, I know what you want. One of the one of the submarines, like they don't have any food or something. So Cogman, it's like a decommissioned submarine. Oh yes. <laughs> Why would it have food? <laughs> so Cogman, um, uh, being the brave and uh, they're in the middle generous of battle soul. by the way is oh the, yeah they're escaping right yeah i they're, think they're, i think one one submarine like rams into the other and so while this is happening um cogman decides uh that uh, they need to eat and so <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> cogman uh leaves the submarine and goes diving for some tuna or yep. something mm-hmm. and so he brings back the tuna to the ship and cuts it up. Yep. Uh, Fatty albacore. Like, like a sushi <laughs> chef. Poro. Yep. It's and sashimi. He makes a sashimi plate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And there's other non-fish items there that he somehow procured. <laughs> and this is, I should I should mention, Sean, correct me if I'm wrong here. It's yeah, a well, romantic dinner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cogman is trying oh, to bring right. the two leads mm-hmm. together. Yeah. It's kind of frightening. There's sure. candles. There's sashimi. Right? Am I wrong? No. Yeah. I mean, as far as I can remember, and again... 
I don't remember much. Some other bullshit <laughs> happens. Uh, I don't remember this, but everyone on Twitter was remarking about how nothing in this universe makes sense. Like characters that were murdered in previous installments just show up alive. Oh, really? Uh, Optimus <laughs> like Prime. Robots? Talk, yeah, or, robots. Oh, well, that's... Who got I mean, blown I, up. But there's no mention that you were dead. They're just there. And then Do the robots actually die? I mean, I've only seen like one of these they, movies like, before. They back to each other. I, th- I think robots can definitely parts. die. Really? Okay. No, so, I think you gotta like separate their parts from each other because like their parts crawl back to each other if you leave them alone. The parts just wanna like butt up against each other. <laughs> it's not good. So anyway, there's a part where Optimus Prime is fighting Bumblebee. Tuna? The star of the soon-to-be spin-off film, Bumblebee. And no, he says something about how, oh, I've never heard your voice since blah, blah, yeah. blah. And apparently that's not correct. Like in the first movie, Bumblebee talks. <laughs> anyway, all the details are wrong. And I sort of admire the fact that Michael Bay doesn't give a fuck about continuity at all. He's just like, I've made four of these. I hate my life. I don't care. <laughs> well, I'm did, not going to look at some stupid Bible you made for me. Was it, was it you that told me that the, the final script for this was based on like three or four different scripts and Michael Bay just chose like yeah. different scenes at random yeah, from the four it, different scripts? It literally feels like five different movies. <laughs> he, just, he just picked the, the little the scenes he wanted to be in the movie and they just, you know, there was a time when Robert Town, the likes of Robert Town would be hired to stitch together action sequences in Mission Impossible 2 because that happened. John Woo came up with the action scenes and then Tom Cruise brought in his buddy, the Oscar-winning screenwriter, to write a script around that. <laughs> this, they didn't even bother. Yeah. They just said, here are the scenes and we'll cut from one to the other. Yeah, um, Baby Driver was better stitched together. <laughs> also, uh, Gerard Carmichael was oh, in Transformers. Yeah. You remember mm, that? I, was, <laughs> I, wish, I wish that he wouldn't have dropped to that level. Um, he, he got paid. The he's like a black guy who the like tall, hides hides their secrets for them or something. He's like working in an auto shop. He's like this. Oh, I vaguely remember this. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's a, he's a really amazing comedian. His um, sitcom on NBC, The Carmichael Show, oh, is yeah. phenomenal. What is this buzz marketing? <laughs> I saw him at FYF Fest and I smiled and he did not smile back. So. Did, did he glow? Did he, he have that celebrity glow? He was beautiful. He yeah. was definitely trying to like keep away from people recognizing people him. People like now. you. People yeah. like me. Um, but yeah, uh, he got paid in it. Who else got paid in it? Um, Cogman. Cogman. Uh, <laughs> wait, there's oh, Goodman. Okay, uh, hold on. John Goodman, right? Mm-hmm. Two more things I want to mention. Darn, can you recount for us the uh, tear-jerking <laughs> death scene of Anthony Hopkins? What Cogman says to him? Do you remember this? When Anthony Hopkins lays it down, oh lays it on the God. line for I humanity? I am so impressed with your memory. Yeah, right? I, because I, I cannot I, remember how I, Anthony Hopkins I was died. like, I never take my phone out in the movies. He shows up to movies. Stonehenge, okay? <laughs> he fires yeah. his staff, which is a gun now. Yes. And then he's murdered, obviously. Hmm. And do you remember what Cogman says to him as he, as he draws his final breath? Cogman says, of all the, I don't remember what, owners. Masters. Humans, masters. Of all the masters I've ever known, you were by far the coolest. Just remember to text before falling. The reason this is a good movie is that when he says that, Anthony Hopkins' character is like, yes, this is appropriate. Thank you. <laughs> it's what I wanted to hear. Uh, yeah. Uh, f- uh, By the way, Sean saw it with me. Sean, I, I did. Quick, quick review. Uh, like you said, it was five movies in one. I liked the first one. The rest of them sucked. Five out of five. Mm-hmm. Yep. 